This is the question that, that we're going to drill on today. And I want you to say it with me. This is what he said. Why are you so afraid? Why are you so afraid? Think about that right now. Why in your life, in this moment, has fear grappled you, entangled you in its web? He goes on to say this. After, after everything happens, he says, do you still have no faith? Disciples, they were terrified and they asked each other, who is this? Even the wind and the waves obey him. Why are you so afraid? You see, the Sea of Galilee, you got, we got to understand something about the Sea of Galilee. This is where they were at. And it is 680 feet below sea level. Okay? It's surrounded by all of these mountains. And according to the experts, uh, it, it is a perfect place for at any moment, a storm could just happen. At any moment. It could be the most peaceful time. And all of a sudden, a storm just, boom, happens. What's interesting is, for us, is that as we go through life, sometimes life could be good. It could be normal. And then out of nowhere, what can pop in? Storm. It could have been the best month that you've ever had in your job. Things could be going great. And all of a sudden, layoffs happen. You could have one of the greatest marriages, and you and your spouse are getting along fine, and things are going good. You've raised your kids, and man, it just couldn't get any better. But then all of a sudden, you go to the doctor, and what happens? A storm creeps in. Or you think your child or your children are doing well and you're proud of them. You've raised them right. You think they're making great decisions until someone comes to you and says and reveals something. And what happens? A storm creeps in. You know, as a pastor, and, and, and just not even as a pastor, but just as a, a, a churchgoer and a church member myself, and, and you know what? I'm going to be very open and honest here. I have fallen into exactly what I'm about to say, just as many of you have as well. But what's interesting to me is that church people are sometimes the best at hiding the storms that creep in. Sometimes we can come through the, the church door and when we're greeted, we can kind of come through the door and all of a sudden this fake smile comes on and this cheerful and chirpy and great attitude begins to come out of us. And even though maybe a lot of things are falling apart in your personal life, in your relationships, your jobs, whatever, whatever you hold dear to you, maybe it could be falling apart, but we just don't want to let people know this. And so we kind of put on that fake smile and greet one another. You know, sometimes we look good on the outside and no one will may, may know the, the, the hurt or the fear or what you're so afraid about. You know, things that you cry yourself to sleep over at night or, or things that maybe even keep you up awake at night. The pressures of this world sometimes can be great. The pressures of your situation that maybe you are going through. And maybe it's not that you're going through, but maybe someone who you care about is going through and you're concerned. You know, sometimes we'll take ownership of other people's problems. 
because we love them. And so we put on that smile, and yet on the inside, there's a storm that maybe no one else knows about. In fact, I'm going to ask you this this morning. It could be small. It could be big. It could be something that you know is coming or maybe something that's already came about. But how many could say, without really raising your hand, just think to yourself, wow, Pastor Kevin, right now, either I am or someone's close to me is, I'm in a storm. And I'm not sure what to do. So many of us often in our lives are in the middle of things that we just don't understand. But what I want to do today is we're going to look at the story of Jesus. And I hope that you can walk away encouraged. I believe you will walk away encouraged. We're going to look at two things that when we face a storm that we can remember. And that when we go through these storms, we can look back on and be encouraged. If you're taking notes, the first one is this. You are in the storm with his presence. You're in the storm with his presence. Verse 37 and 38 shows us this. It says, a furious squall came up and the waves, and, excuse me, and the waves break over the boat so that it was nearly swamped. But we see in verse 38 that where was Jesus? He was in the stern sleeping on a cushion. He was in the boat. See, the disciples were in a storm. But Jesus was with them. His presence was with them. He was in the boat. Here's what happens so many times. We think to ourselves, and we, 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 we want to justify this as much as we possibly can. And there's just no way of doing it. I just want to let you know. But we think to ourselves, but I'm a Christ follower, and I should not have to go through these struggles. Because I'm following Christ, these things should not be, I should not be going through life, everything fine, and then all of a, of, of a sudden a storm creeps in. I've, you know what? God, I've given my life to your son. Therefore, it should be smooth sailing in my life. But that's not how it happens. In fact, this isn't in your, in your notes or anything like that, but it says, Jesus had mentioned this at other times in Scripture. It says, in this world you will have trouble, but take heart because I have overcome the world. Jesus promised, never promised, excuse me, Jesus never promised if you come to him that life would be easy and that it would be storm-free. He never promised that. In fact, the reality is the opposite. When you move from darkness to light, darkness really tries to creep in again. Think about that. Sometimes when you're in darkness, you don't, or you're of darkness, you don't see the darkness. It's just life. But then when you're trying to do things the right way and you're trying to make the right decisions and you're trying to live the right life, when darkness creeps in, it's almost as if it's magnified. But guess what? It's not. It's just now you're trying to live a better life. So instead of looking at the darkness that creeps into our life as this big problem, we should understand that it's nowhere near as big as what it ever was before. The only difference now is that Jesus is in the boat with you. You know, sometimes we, 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 uh, we look at ourselves and 
We say, you know what, we face opposition. We face fear. We face temptation. But I want you to understand something. That the temptations and the fear that you face and the opposition that you face have no bearing on your life unless and only unless you allow it to. Understand this. Temptation is not a problem unless you give in to that struggle. Let me repeat that again for you. Temptation is not a problem unless you give in to that struggle. The problem is not the temptation, but rather the decision as to whether or not you will give in to the temptation. That is the result of your issue. Fear has no bearing on your life until you allow what defines fear to become a reality in your life. Let me repeat that one. Fear has no bearing on your life until you allow what defines fear to become a reality in your life. In other words, the opposition and the things that are trying to come and press against you in your life to bring you down as a human being, as a Christ follower, as a great parent, as a great friend, as a great coworker, as a great boss, as a great whatever, all the opposition that's trying to pull you down and to bring you down has no bearing on your life. It, it has no power over you until and unless you begin to entertain the thoughts and act upon them. In fact, God never ever promised you that just because Jesus was on the boat, that the storm would never rock you. What he promised you was this, the storm will never sink you. Because why? God is for you. God is with you. And there is nothing that can take you out of the presence of God except for you. You see, Jesus was in the stern. He was on the boat, and that's the game changer. Watch this. Imagine this for a second. If the disciples would have never went to Jesus and awakened him. In their boat was the answer to their conflict. Open your ears. You're going to hear something powerful. In their boat was the answer to conflict. In their boat was the answer to their fear. To take what they possessed and used it is all they had to do. Some of you need to begin to take possession of what's in your boat and begin to use it. But fear is overtaking me, Pastor Kevin. You don't understand the weight of my problem. I do. I do understand. Some of you don't know what I've gone through, and some of you do know what I've gone through. I understand when your world can crumble. I know what it's like to lose. I have been there. But I also know what it's like to understand when Jesus Christ is in my boat, when his presence is with me. That the scripture of no weapon formed against me will what? It will not prosper. And every tongue that rises against you will what? Be condemned. That right there should encourage you this morning. Many of you have just become too complacent. Or maybe even rather lazy. To even take on these matters and give them to Christ. And then you look and you wonder as to why and how. You are where you are today. See, every now and then, some of you, you're going in the middle of the storm and it's a really bad situation. And This is what we want people to think of us. How are you getting through that? 
How are you enduring this test? How come your world's falling apart and yet you're not falling apart? How come everything's going wrong and yet you still have this quiet confidence? Why is it that you're in the middle of the storm and there's this deep assurance? Why is it that you have this peace in the middle of the storm? And this is what you can tell them. Because there's someone in my boat. Because there's a presence in my life that is much stronger than me. Because there's a presence in my life that is stronger than my problem. That is larger than my issue. That is fearful of my fear. Never let the presence of a storm cause you to doubt the presence of God. I'm going to look at a couple of verses here, and we don't have them. Uh, and the reason why is I've made them more personal for you. Psalms 46.1 says this. It says God is our refuge, but let's think about it for a minute. God is what? My refuge. He is my strength. He is my ever-present help in the time of trouble. He is with me in the storm. Hebrews 13 and 5. Never will my God leave me. Never will he forsake who? Me. Psalms 23. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. See, we're not staying there. We're walking through it, right? I will do what? I will fear no evil. Why? Because God is with who? God is with who? That's weak. God is with who? Thank you. He never ever promised that a storm would not rock you, but he promised that the storm would not sink you. You see, you are in his presence. It is with you. The second thing, I hope you write this stuff down. It's good. If not, you need to be on our app. You are also in the storm for his purpose. This is a hard one to understand. This was hard for me to understand. You're in a storm in his presence, but you're in a storm for his purpose. Think about this. We, I, I said a few words to you to, to start this message, and I said, you know, Jesus said these things. Uh, we're going to get back to them in a minute. Now we're going to hit them up. Jesus' words were this. Let's go to the other side. So, Whose idea was it? It's an obvious question. It was Jesus' idea. Let's go to the other side. Why was he taking them to the other side? Well, if we look further in Scripture, we understand that he knew that there was a man on the east side of that sea that was hurting himself and was possessed of an evil spirit. And Jesus was taking his disciples to the other side, and Jesus was going to speak healing into this guy's life. See, Jesus, being God in the flesh, knew that there would be a storm that was going to come up. Jesus knew that he was taking the disciples on the boat and into and through a storm. But whose idea was it still to go through it? It was Jesus's. He knew they would be going into the storm. So, from that line of logic, we can understand that they were actually in the storm because they were what? God's will. 
Silence on that. I knew there would be silence on that. You see, we don't always want to hear that part. We don't always want to understand. You know, we, we want to say, you know, so you're telling me what? God caused a storm, okay? I can't really go into that. But what I can say is that God allowed the storm and that God always uses a storm to do a work inside of us. James, the brother of Jesus in chapter one, verses two through four, he says this, consider it pure joy. In other words, move to the state of worship within your soul. Consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds. That, that, I just, I can't compute that. James is saying, I need to be joyful even in my problem, even in my fear, even in my struggle. Even in my trial, James is telling me what? I'm, that's ridiculous. But he says it. Why? Consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds. Verse 3. Because you know that the testing of your faith. Just stop right there for a second. In order to advance in something, you first have to be what? Tested. You have to be tested. <laughs> Watch this. Some of you have been praying, God, I want to grow in you. And God is saying, okay. He's been giving you the tools necessary. He's been educating you. He's been giving you his word. He's allowed you to feel his presence and He's been doing these things and you're still saying, God, you know what? I want to grow in you. And okay, well, you know what? Let's see where we're at. Sometimes he allows a storm to come, come into our life. Not that he created it. You see, with Job, he didn't create the storm, did he? What did he do? He allowed it to happen. We want to grow in Christ, but when we hit the storms... We want to back off. And we say, you know, God, where are, where are you at? Why, why aren't you helping me through this? Some of you, you, you could be in the middle of a test and you need to understand that God is love. He may be allowing you to experience something, even testing your faith so that he can promote you to another level of belief. And belief and faith produce perseverance, something that we all have to have. Because in verse 4, he says, let perseverance finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking what? Anything. The reality is this. Many of us are immature spiritually. We're young in Christ. You may say, well, Pastor Kevin, I've been a Christ follower for 20 years. That's great. But you're still young. We're always going to be young in Christ. I don't want to be mature. I don't want to get to the spot where I can say, I don't need you any longer. Because when I get there, then I've got larger issues and bigger problems. I want to be as my five-year-old went to kindergarten, fresh 
and growing in Christ. I want to be tested. Yes. And I've been tested and it's not fun. It hurts. But when God begins to promote you and you look back at the testing, you can go, it was well worth it. It was worth every single pain, every tear, every struggle, every doubt, every moment that you just wanted to throw your hands up and give up. You can look back and say, you know what? It was worth it. Stand up with me this morning. Some of you, I want to say this, the difference between where you are and where God ultimately wants you to be is a storm that maybe you have yet to endure. I don't know what the storms are for some of you that you have already faced. But while being here at this great church, and it is a great church, I have met some individuals who are great people. Every single one of you. And all of you have endured a storm or two or three or four or ten. <laughs> I'm going to stop. All right. And on the outside looking, you can see how people have grown. You can see the maturity that's taken place. I want you to understand something. That the storm you're going through has purpose, I promise you. The purpose is not to bring you down. The storm that maybe you're going through in life is not to destroy you. It's not. You know, I, uh, I met a couple one time who was going through a really hard time, a really struggle, and I got to sit with them for a while and talk with them for several weeks and go over some things and I knew the struggle was real for them in the beginning and I looked at them at the end and I said, well, everything that we've been talking about and going through, was it worth it? Did it help? Yeah, it did. In fact, it saved them. Don't give up. Don't give up on that child that you've been praying for or that spouse you've been praying for, don't give up. Don't give up on those promises, and I'm big on this. Most of my message revolve around this. Don't give up on those promises that God has promised you. Don't give up because he's not done. You see, you want more of God, but yet you don't wanna go through those trials. When you see the trial coming, don't look at it as a defeated spirit. Look at it, this is what God has designed me for. This is what he's been plugging into me. This is what he's been building up. He's built a foundation. I'm not gonna allow my problem to tear it down. Instead, I'm gonna build off of it and God's gonna flourish and people are gonna see great things in my life because God is moving. Listen, God is moving in your life. If you're going through a trial, I promise you, God is moving. He's, his presence is there. He's in your boat. He loves you. Listen, even the waves in the wind obey him. 
loves you. So I don't want you to lose heart today. I don't care what doctors say. Yes, it's important. But I know who's a greater doctor, and that is my Savior, Jesus Christ. I don't care if your spouse has come to you and said, I don't want to be with you any longer. I know who the great counselor is. And that is Jesus Christ. And listen, if they walk out, forget them. He's going to build you up. I know. If you're fearful of your job, you know, sometimes you have to lose something to gain something better. Understand that you are in the plan and the will of God. Don't look at it as a defeat. Look at it as God is transitioning you to something greater and better for your life. See, sometimes it's the way we look at things. Jesus said that to his disciples. He's like, what, you ain't got faith? You don't have faith? In other words, he's saying it's the way you're looking at it. Don't look at your problem as your storm that's creeped in as a problem. Look at it as an opportunity for God to do something great in your life and in your family. I have no idea how I'm going to end this. I just keep going. I think it's appropriate to go kind of this way. If you face a storm or you're facing a storm or you know a storm may be coming, and you want Jesus to wake up and to help you through it. If you want to have that confidence in your spirit, I got this. I got this because the Bible says nothing, nothing, nothing can bring me down. No weapon, nothing someone's going to say can bring me down. That's you this morning. I'm gonna ask you. I don't want you to kneel down. I want you to stand here because I think it's gonna be a lot of people. That's a hint. So come out of your seat.